Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. Did I say podcast? Podcast. <laughs> I don't think you did. I feel like a new podcast. A new podcast. <laughs> Sorry. And this week, you guys, we are talking the power of breath work. You might be like, what is breath work? Well, hold your horses because we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. We have breath work coach Stephanie Cabrera on today. We're going to be talking to her about what is breath work, why our breath is important to our emotional and mental well-being, and how to live a more embodied life. Wow. Natalie and I both love breath work. Yeah. It's a love-hate. I'm, I can't say I love. I just did breath work with a couple Marlene. Weeks. No, no, oh. Marlies. No, I didn't do it with oh, Marlies. Yeah. I did it at my retreat. Oh, very right. profound. And I did it with a bunch of people who had never done breath work before. Oh, how And was so that? they didn't really know what I was about to do because I was like, <laughs> were they also doing it? Yeah, but I was. That's the part that I, well, no, actually, that's the part that I love. What? When you when you do start the crying or the I was laughing crying, yeah. or the whatever happens. I love the scream. The scream. Marlies is big on the scream. I love She's the like, scream. okay, now scream into your pillow or whatever. <gasps> but the act of breathing when you're not trained to breathe properly, which none of us really are, mm-hmm. is hard. That's is what I don't like. It is it's really hard. It's work. It is breath work. And if you're listening right now, like what the like yeah. Corinne and Natalie talking about. Don't worry, we will. We're going to get into it, we'll you guys. And it. at the end of the episode, we have a new game. We're also going to get into it at we the end. We have a new game. At first, it was called Soapbox, which, you know, That's explains the concept. it. But then we decided to call it Pop Off. Pop Off. And you basically, Natalie and I get to pop off about whatever little topic, whatever little thing. Anything. We, we damn choose. Yeah. And I have one. I have one in my head. I got to think about something to pop that off have, about. I have been wanting to pop off about <gasps> it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Natalie mm-hmm. has the tea. I'm very excited. Yeah, but speaking of excitement and tea, <gasps> let's discuss our drink. Oh, let's just, let's, oh wow. <laughs> what a crazy transition. <laughs> it's not. It's actually not tea. <laughs> but, hey, tea is a beverage. Wow. Tea is a beverage. Ooh, this looks like Natalie. I don't know what this is, y'all. I really don't. I ran into Gelson's and then ran out with whatever this is. It's a cactus it says, water. True Nepal prickly pear cactus water and lime. True Nepal prickly pear cactus water and lime. Um, so this is like, you know, the new uh, it's like coconut, a coconut water, water. But it's cactus. Less sugar. It just says filtered water, prickly pear concentrate, lime concentrate, natural flavor, natural vegetable color. Well, it says cactus water will hydrate and supply you with naturally occurring vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. You guys, this is not an ad. It has a refreshing (laughs) fruit taste and uses organic and all natural ingredients. With no added sugar. Okay. Okay. Well, hey. And it's also, wow, it's got potassium. It's gluten-free. It's vegan. I feel like I'm going to hate it if I'm being honest. But let me take a little sippy. A Witto sippy. You know who I was thinking about this morning? What? Neve. Neve from Catfish? No. Our friend Neve. I don't think we've talked about her. You know what? I have a horrible memory. Who are you talking about? You know Neve, the <gasps> Wondrous. Oh, Wondrous! Yes. Wondrous. We didn't talk. I don't I was... think we discussed her. 
I know. So when we were in Liverpool, I think we did say that we... We didn't. That we did an escape room? We didn't. <gasps> I can't believe we didn't. I was It was shocked. one of the best days of my life. I was shocked we didn't say anything. Oh my God. I thought we had mentioned it briefly, but we did an escape room just like kind of randomly. It was like next to this restaurant where we're like, we should check it out. The Our production value, guys, 6000 Oh my God. Our... What are they? What are they called? Not host. Game master. Game master. Our game master. Her name was Neve. She went into full. She character. was in character. So the the theme was Alice in Wonderland. So it was. What was the concept? The concept was that the Mad Hatter had stolen the Queen of Hearts's tarts. Yes, and we had to find those tarts and put them on the table before the Queen Lost chopped her. her shit. Yeah, chopped yeah. her heads off. Yes, and first of all, it was so immersive. But what was even better was that Neve, our little game master, we had unlimited um, help. Yeah. She was fully committed. She was so full-blown committed as the Cheshire cat. Oh, yes. And she would, like, give us these hints that were on theme. Well, and what she would do, she'd go, wondrouses. she'd call us wondresses. She'd go, yeah. wondresses, why don't you look under the, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes. And we'd be like, oh my God, thank you so thank much. You so much. And then even there was this one clue that we kept getting. We we're like, what the, what is, we could not figure out how we were stumped. And then she was like, she like popped on the, like, overhead thing and she was like wondrouses I think there's a cultural difference <laughs> yeah because we were trying to figure out um we had to find spades and spades. we were like you know like a spade on a card so we're walking around looking for spades we're looking at stuff we're like that's not it that's a garden hose that's and then yeah. we walked by it two times and she was like wondrouses <laughs> what do you call uh like what do you dig the garden or whatever we were like a hose and then uh, she's like, shovel do you call them a spade? And I was like, oh, yeah, we wouldn't have got that. We're American. No. We do not call shovels spades. Spades. It makes so much sense, though. Yeah. I mean, once you realize, oh, that is a spade. The shape. Right. I'm the like, head oh, of it is yeah, like a, yeah. it's a shovel. So that was new information. But yeah, I was just thinking about her this morning. Oh, my God. I loved her. As soon as I got out, I was like, you're an actor. And she was like, I am. Like, I am. I'm like, you were so committed to that. You were so committed. It's hard though because I'm like award winning. I'm like there will never be another game master as good as her. I know Natalie and I like we were like, <laughs> we started looking up the company. Oh yeah, and we were like, do we travel city to city to find? Do we become? Yeah, uh, escape room escape roomists for this particular company because it was so good. The it wasn't like. If you've ever done an escape room, a lot of it's like, open this box, then open that box, then open and then that the, lock. And also, like, a lot of it's the locks, yeah. like Yeah, and just like it's, a, like, kind of janky. They're they're very janky. But this was, <laughs> immersive. I mean, it was so immersive. There was, like, you would put, touch things to certain things, and then things would light up, and little cat paws would run across. It was across. insane. It was so amazing. And then also... Afterwards, we were writing her an absolutely lovely review because she deserves it. And another thing that I learned is that the Irish spelling of Neve is something that I have never experienced. Yeah. Nor can I don't know even how to begin. It's like, well, it's not English, right? It's like, it's Irish. Right. But ne her name is Neve, right? So I wrote N-E-V. N-E-V. That's what I wrote. Like Neve from Gatfish. Yes. And she literally laughed when she saw that. She was like, 
<laughs> like as if why would my name be spelled like that? Yeah. I'm like that's your name. It's spelled N E V. Her name was spelled N Y N B. No, there was a P H and a B. I think there was like a, a B and an I. An I. It looked. It was spelled like nymph, kind of. Yeah, but like. In no way would you think that was Neve. No, no. And so when she close. like said what her name was, or she like it was on a card or something, and we're just like, okay, wait. So what's your name? It, and she's like, it's Neve, and we're like, okay, because we had been calling her Neve. Yeah. But then I looked at that card and I thought, I don't know oh, what been I've been calling her. <laughs> but she's not listening to this. But she might be. We don't know. Hey, if she you, has our contact info. Hey, you know what? If I'd love to fly you, her out to LA and make her a star. Oh my god! <laughs> same, same. <laughs> Neve, if you're listening, we'd love to be your agents. Or if you're, if you are in Liverpool, if you're a Liverpool listener and you know somebody <laughs> named Neve that works at an escape room, I don't know. We're obsessed with her. <laughs> Let her know we think about her often. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, <sighs> that was a diversion. Let's catch our breath. Let's catch <sighs> our breaths. And let's get into breath work with yes. Steph. With Steph. <clears throat> and um, I mean, like you said at the top, I mean, we've both done breath work. We know the benefits of it. I feel like a lot of people might not even know what this is, has never heard of it. But if you have any type of like meditation practice, if you're interested in mindfulness, therapy, it kind of is all of those things at the same time. And there's like a large physiological aspect. Yes. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of benefits. Brain body connection. Oh, totally. So yeah. let's introduce Steph before we bring her on. So Steph is a yoga and movement teacher, a qualified breathwork coach, plant medicine enthusiast, and intuitive wellness guide. For the past 10 years, she has devoted herself completely to personal growth and exploring every aspect of her physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being. She's passionate about sharing her love for mindful practices and teaching people how to get out of their heads and tune into their body's wisdom. She says, quote, when we acknowledge and honor our bodies, we experience greater joy, pleasure, and a meaningful connection with ourselves and the world around us. Oh, I love that. Let's bring on Let's Steph. Bring on Steph. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. Hello. We're so excited to have you on. Wait, what time is it where you are right now? It is 8 p.m. in London. 8 p.m. <gasps> We've had a few guests now that have been late nighters, so we appreciate Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm actually really happy when you guys were like, can we do it at 8? I was like, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> it was going to be later. super late for you. Yes. <laughs> So thank you. We're we're really excited to have you on. Natalie and I have both done breath work. You know, we live in LA, so it's it's kind of common, you know, available here. to us. But I know a lot of people don't even know what it is, have never heard of it, probably think we're just talking about regular breathing. <laughs> so I'm curious for you, how did you discover breath work and when did you decide to make it your craft? Ooh. Hello, and thank you so uh, much. Yes, sorry, that was a lot of <laughs> No, no, thank you. It's an honor to be here. I was really excited when you guys reached out. So what is breath work? Breath work, I always explain in the simplest way, is that it's an active meditation mm. where you focus on your breath. Easy as that. If you're someone who's tried to meditate before and it didn't work for you, 
breathwork is your thing <laughs> because I've tried it for so long and breathwork is just, it helps you focus on one thing and that is your breath mm-hmm, and it keeps mm-hmm. you in the moment. So what got me into breathwork? Um, so I was a yoga teacher and um, I went to India to do my yoga uh, training course. And when I was there, obviously, I think it's important to recognize that breath work, I see it as more of a contemporary term that is used for pranayama, what evolved from pranayama. So pranayama is one of the limbs of yoga, which is all about breathing, controlling your breath, and is a big part of of yoga. And breath work, there are different types of modalities out there. And basically, when I was there, I was doing my training and I met someone there, this really interesting guy from London who was like, have you ever been high on your own supply? And I was like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Yeah, right, right. (laughs) And I was like, he's like, okay, let me show you this breathing technique that's going to help you. Like, it's going to make you feel like you're high. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, let's do it. So we started doing this breathing technique called Conscious Connected. But we actually started with Wim Hof. But at the time, I didn't know anything about Wim Hof. So he was doing this breathing technique, and we did it for about half an hour. It's all about a little bit of hyperventilating, breathing really fast in and out through the mouth. I had an incredible experience. It was transcendental. Mm -hmm. It was like I was like out of my body. And I was just like, what is this? What did I just experience? And so he explained it to me, but he wasn't an expert in the field. He was just like, I lived in LA and I tried it there. (laughs) And this is what I did. And I'm trying to get more into it. So I started teaching yoga and, and obviously using pranayama. But it was a little bit after that, a couple of years after when I actually discovered Wim Hof. And I started doing Wim Hof. I also discovered a few other teachers who I love. And yeah, they inspired me to get to... Actually, I started doing it myself. And I was like, I have to teach this. Yeah. So now I don't teach I don't teach yoga anymore because I'm focusing on breath work. I mean, yoga is a beautiful practice as well. But breath work is having such a moment right now. It is. It's transforming people's life. Yeah. yeah. Well, in what ways did it transform yours? Do you want to go into some specifics if you're comfortable? Yeah, of course. So... I used to be someone and and I used to be always stuck in sympathetic mode. So what that is, so your nervous system is made of two main branches, which is your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic is your fight or flight. We need it, you know, we need it to whenever we're in danger or we experience something and we need that sort of like signals of the body to let us know we need to react. And then there is a parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest mode, right? And so when you're stuck in a sympathetic mode is that you're always on a reactive mode. So I was always just, everything triggered me. Yeah. I felt everything was about me. And whenever someone said something, my partner, my family, anyone, I was just always like in that. Reactive. Reactive and also autopilot which a lot of us nowadays live in that mode. Yeah. And you can identify that when you're when you're basically anything just triggers you and you're always in that reactive mode. So I basically started doing breath work and noticed a difference in my in my mood, mm-hmm. in my everything in my life. I just started 
consciously paying attention to my breath. And instead of reacting to situations, I was just responding and I became just more aware of my energy and my intuition just increased so much. I've always been a very intuitive person, but practicing breathwork really helped me realize like to listen to my inner wisdom, to my body. So yeah, it transformed my life in a very spiritual way. So like I am much more receptive, more empathetic. Yeah. Um, I released a lot of traumas and emotional things that were stuck in my body, which is the main reason why in my teaching is what I focus on is to release stagnant energy from the body. And that's what breathwork basically is all about is to transform you, to help you growth personally, emotionally in every way. Yeah. No, I mean that I've had those same experiences in my breath work and I've used it for trauma and I've used it for, yeah, PTSD and just like mood. And you really do get that hot. It's like a, it's weird. It's, it's like really weird. weird. Yeah. You get this like <laughs> my hands go into this weird little claw. Yes. It's yeah. like a whole thing. Everyone always gets so like, why are my hands going like this? It's just <laughs> your blood is circulating faster. You get through that. It's okay. Yeah. So for our listeners who, you know, are listening right now who have no idea what like, breath what work are is. They talking about? What can you describe what session would be like or what that experience is like, what you're actually doing. doing. Okay, so let's go back to, there are different types of breathwork and modalities, right? So you have the Wim Hof method, you have transformational, you have holotropic, um, and there is some other new methods that are conscious connected. So those type of breathing techniques that I mentioned are very transformative. They're very transcendental. They're about tapping into your subconscious mind and releasing trauma from the body. But then there are other ones that are a little bit more to relax you, to help you with anxiety, to help your digestion, to help you sleep at night. So let's start with the relaxing breathing techniques. So for people that don't, don't know, there are different types of breathing techniques where you can tap into that sympathetic nervous system and parasympathetic nervous system. So breathing techniques that you can practice in the morning are you probably heard of this breath of fire doing yoga where you yeah. breathe? Yeah. That is to tap into your fight or flight mode. Not always fight or flight, but to activate you and to give you the energy that you need in the morning. So fast breathing techniques. And then you can also practice relaxing breathing techniques that are, you know, breathe through the nose for a count of four, exhale through the mouth for double the time to relax and tap into that parasympathetic, that rest and digest. So those are everyday breathing techniques, just an example of how you can balance your nervous system. You can control your nervous system by applying different techniques, breathing techniques that can activate what you want. Do you want more energy? Then you focus on breathing fast pace, in and out, through the nose. You want to relax, you focus on long, extending your exhales. So those are your everyday breathing techniques that I teach in my classes but if you want to go deep into that whole body experience that you were talking about the claw hands it's transformational where i teach conscious connected the journey is about 45 minutes to an hour i like to take people i like to call it a journey because first you ground yourself you let go and you focus on breath awareness which is watching your breath 
And then we go into the actual breathing. So we breathe in and out through the mouth in a really sort of like hyperventilating that what it does is that it changes, it works as a disrupting the way that your body normally works, right? So it starts changing the way your blood is circulating through the body and through different parts of the brain. So when that happens, it's what allows us to have access into our subconscious mind and release all of this stored emotions, memories, traumas from the past. So what people experience is that you might, when this emotions come to the surface, people start crying, laughing. I'm a crier. <laughs> I'm a crier. I'm always a crying. And and what I always tell everyone in this journey is the beautiful thing about this journey is that you're not in therapy. You don't have to analyze. So tell me, when did you feel this? And when did that, that experience happen and live through that experience again? When you're doing this type of breathing and this journey, you're just breathing and the emotions come to the surface. You just let it happen. It's natural. It's part of the process. And the way you cry and you let it out, that's you releasing that memory or that stagnant energy from the body. (laughs) Yeah. So how kind of does that work from like an emotional and mental standpoint? Like how does the breath affect those things it's just from a lot of going through your nervous system it's through your brain what's the kind of like like you're recalibrating your nervous system Mm. you're taking control of your nervous system and the breath is like the tool is the it's the tool that helps you connect your mind with your body so think of your breath as the bridge Mm. we nowadays live so much in our heads okay we are always thinking about the past the future we're never present, and the breath helps you be in the present. It's like the anchor that brings you back into to connect with your body sensations. So in traditional Chinese medicine, they believe that we store emotions in different organs of the body. So for example, in the heart, we stored happiness, sadness. In the liver, we stored anger. So when we use the breath, to tap into our nervous system, we help release these emotions by breathing. So the breath sort of like, it helps to release that from the body. Yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I feel like I was doing breath work before I really knew it. I, I used to have panic disorder, so I would get panic attacks out of nowhere, out of the blue. And then I realized when my body was taking over, I had control as to bring, to bring my nervous system down through my breath. And so I started, you know, doing these breathing techniques when I would feel panicky. And I was like, oh, I have the steering wheel. I can, or, you know, I have the, the whatever, control. accelerator, and I can turn this down and I can actually hijack my physiological state. And that is truly my breath is what cured my panic disorder. And I don't have panic attacks because even if I feel panicky I can do breath and it my heart rate goes down like all of that happens so you do have control over these things that feel like you don't like especially at a panic attack you're like oh my god my body's taking over when you're when you're having a panic attack the first thing you start feeling is your body sensation right you start sweating your heart starts beating really really fast your belly feels like in a knot so but what we do instead of dropping into the body we go into the mind 
why am I feeling this way? Why, why overanalyzing a situation maybe was what I did today or what I said or something about the future. If we take a moment to first become conscious of the breath, take a moment to just, okay, breath awareness. Where, what's my breath doing? Observe your breath. Am I breathing properly? And second, drop into the body and feel your body sensations. Okay, so my heart is beating, it's beating fast and my, I can breathe slower and bring my heart rate down. Or maybe my stomach is trying to tell me something. Maybe I can move my body and that energy. I always tell my students to, whenever you feel that panicky come in, play music. Play your favorite song yeah. and start moving your body because that's just an energy that is stuck there. I've actually never used to experience anxiety and it wasn't until past my 30s that I started feeling anxious and again where is it coming from like I was just away with my family I was visiting my family in Canada and I was having such a great time and then all of a sudden I started feeling anxious I'm like this is strange yeah <laughs> yeah I'm having a good time this is amazing but instead of of asking the questions of why am I feeling this way? This is amazing. I just started breathing. Mm. It's better to, instead of questioning why the mind is trying to confuse you in a moment of happiness, just go into the body and say, okay, I haven't taken any conscious breath. I haven't really breathed in deeply and paid attention to my body. Your body is your first sign of everything tells you when you're in danger, when you feel in danger, your heart starts beating fast, right? Yeah. So we we separate ourselves from our body and start analyzing things rather than just being in the body. And this is what I always teach everyone to, you know, when you learn how to breathe properly, you become more self-aware and more compassionate towards yourself. Yeah. yeah. Would you would you say that's because you talk about embodied living? Is that what your definition of embodied living is? And then how can we learn to cultivate a more embodied life? So doing more mindful practices, doing things that push you to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because we always want to be safe. We want to feel comfortable. But embodied living is to be in your body and feel safe in your body. So what do you have to do? So mindful practices like movement, mindful movement, dancing, yoga, meditation, paying attention to what you eat and how you notice your body, what you listen to, what you watch. So embodied living is just, there's three things that I teach. So there is a breath work that's the main part of embodiment. There is movement, which is yoga. And then the third one is plant medicine, which is a very, very big part of what I teach as well. So herbal medicine is I use plants because if you think of our our ancestors when they first started to evolve and and grow into medicine they were using plants and discovering the healing power of plants so if you're feeling anxious then try to look for a, a plant that is relaxing like chamomile mm-hmm. or lemon balm or any of like a mint tea so connect with the plant and then move your body and breathe that is embodiment, is to be present in your body, to listen to your body signal. So, you know, a lot of times, whenever we need to make a decision, the first thing we feel is the gut, mm-hmm. right? 
your gut's telling you something. Yeah. Whether you're in danger or where something doesn't feel right, your gut tells you before your mind even even tries to to give you a definition of a situation. Yeah. It's your gut, your body. So when you become aware of and conscious of your breath, you become aware of everything in your life. So you become aware of your thoughts because you're conscious of your breath. Right. So if you breathe and you're like, okay, what was I thinking about? And then you become aware of your patterns, of your behaviors. What did I do today? Was I mindlessly scrolling through my phone all day? So if you take a deep breath, you notice that you're like, oh, wait, I've been spending too much time on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, and we do so much, I feel like, to get out of our bodies, right? People feel uncomfortable being in their bodies, listening to what their body's telling them, because sometimes there is discomfort there, right? So you do all these things to not be embodied. You get on your phone. You do you want to distract. You want to eat things that are going to, you know, distract you. And so it's like what you're saying is, yes, you want to be mindful. You want to check in with your body. And then whatever is there, we know we have we can control and, yeah. um, you know, accelerate, decelerate based on our breath. Yeah. Yes. And I know it's, it's difficult sometimes because you – there's two voices. This is the way that I always explain it. You have two voices in your head. There is the voice of the ego, a voice that is constantly telling you you're not good enough, you, you're not this, you're not that. And then there is this other voice, which is the voice of your inner wisdom, your body. So when we practice more embodiment, we do mindful practices like yoga, meditation, breath work, mindful walks. We're able to connect with our body and listen to the signals more. Yeah. Yeah. We're able to listen to that voice clear. So it's not about trying to suppress and hiding that voice of the ego because the ego is always going to be there. It's about making that voice of your inner wisdom a little louder so you can make better decisions. You can listen to do things and take actions that align with your highest purpose. Mm -hmm. And I have a question about, you know, breath is such an unconscious, obviously it's like, um, like your heart beats, you breathe. It's also unconscious. Is there a way that you find people typically are breathing unconsciously? And then is there a way that we should be consciously trying to train ourselves to breathe in? If that Does that make sense? So it all, like everything with practice, I suggest you start with 10 to 50 minutes in the morning of breathwork meditation, where two main parts of that practice, breath awareness, and conscious breathing. So you practice 10 minutes of watching your breath. What that means is just simply sit in silence and stillness and follow your breath. How does it feel as the air goes in through your nose and into your body? Where do you feel a little bit of resistance? So you take the observer seat. And then the second part of your practice would be conscious breathing, where you apply a breathing technique. So you can start with a very easy technique, which I call triangle breathing. You inhale for a count of four, you hold for a count of four, and then exhale for a count of four. That's it. You can start with that. You do 10 minutes of that. And so if you start practicing 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, you become, you will notice that throughout the day, you become more aware of your breath. Yeah. Even when you're doing things like working or studying, whatever you're doing, you take a moment and take a deep breath 
and notice how you're breathing and what you're doing because then you become conscious of the activity that you're doing and you can be you can give your best that yeah. makes it more like a clear mind and understanding then you can change your posture because a lot of times when we are stressed and we're anxious or something psychologically our body closes mm-hmm. so we close here and we close the chest so then we shoulders hurt chest hurts back hurts so how can we become aware by everyday practicing in the morning and then you would notice that you'll be like, oh, I'm not breathing properly. You change your posture, you open your body. And then I always suggest take a deep breath. Sigh of relief. <sighs> Even now, this I whole like, this whole conversation, <sighs> I'm just like, I know. Following my breath and fall. Because we're talking about your conscious yeah, of conscious it, you know. Of and it. so this whole time I've been just, you know, following Pretty my breath conscious. more. Yeah. Yes, I've been doing it. I know that you I'm... need your breath for everything. It enhances your performance athletically, your performance at work, at home, and everything, even your sex life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. It's real. I mean, it's connected. It is our life, life source. force. <laughs> yeah. And so, can you tell us more about your current and your upcoming offerings, what you're doing, and like how our listeners can engage with you? Because this is what you, you're a coach. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a breathwork coach. And so I teach one-on-one, obviously, in person in London. And I also do online. Um, Will it work? Yes. Because I can still guide you through it. Um, It is a beautiful experience, even if it's online. I also do workshops monthly in London. But I'm going to start doing them online so people be able to participate and watch them wherever they are. Yay. Um, I am launching, yay, I am launching a course that's a 21-day course. Basically, they say that in order to build any habit, you have to do it for 21 mm. days consecutive. Uh-huh. So I'm doing a 21-day course where you can practice with me every day. You just have to play, play, and then I will guide you through that morning practice. You can do it in the morning or whenever you want. One, but it's just to start to get you started with your own practice at home. And then I'm also doing a retreat in Costa Rica. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Yes. So days will be launching soon, but it will be in September. And the way that I want to cater for this retreat is like, I've always been like, I'm a very energetic person and I love, I connect with people through energy. Like I is energy is everything and everything, yeah. right? So when you connect with people, you know when you meet someone, you're like, I feel like I've known you before, you know? Yeah. I want to create that energy in our retreat. So it is, it's going to be obviously about breath work, but it's also going to be like you're taking a really amazing trip with your friends. So oh, we're going to go surfing. That. Yeah, we're going to go surfing. We're going to have amazing nourishing food. We're going to do yoga. We're going to do breath work and a few other things, workshops in between. So I don't like call it so much a retreat because now everyone's hosting retreats, but it's like you're taking a girl's trip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I love that. I want to go. I know. And in Costa Rica, <laughs> too. I Costa Rica. Yes. Uh, I, I, I did a retreat trip thing in Costa Rica before, and it's just gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Steph, for coming on here and, and really breaking this down for us, especially for a listener who maybe has never heard of this before. You're so eloquent, and um, we're going to link to everything you're doing, all of your offerings, so people can sign up for your girls trip mm-hmm. oh, and yes. your courses, your 21-day course, which we will probably yeah. be a part of as well. Um <laughs> 
And we really appreciate your time, especially since it's so late for you. Oh my gosh, it's okay. Thank you so much for having me. I think I would just, I would like to add something because I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. your podcast is, I love the name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because that's what I, people usually, when they start doing breath work, they're like, am I doing this right? Yes. Yes, you are. The fact that you started doing it, that's yes. all that matters. Yeah. You become conscious of your breath. You're breathing in and out. And if you're, I know, I don't know if your audience is a bit younger. I know that some people feel really shy to go out and try these type of things, but put yourself out there. It would boost your confidence. It will make you feel so much better about yourself. You will care less about what other people say. It's really hard nowadays with social media and the pressure that we have to be someone and do so much to perform. But when you, this type of mindful practices can really give you a better understanding of who you are and your purpose in life. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy you added that in because I I do think it's the same with meditation. So many people do it and they're like, is this how it's supposed to be? Am I doing it right? And you're like, yeah, if you're doing it, you're doing it right. Right. Yeah. And and stick with it and, and be curious. Be curious. That's it. Curiosity. Stay with it. And then you will feel. But like everything, practice. Like you have to be consistent. You have to do yeah. it every day. You will see the results if you do it. Just like you go into the gym. You will yeah. see your muscles definition and all that if you keep going. So train your mind the same way you train your body. Yeah. The discipline. I love that. Oh, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. It to was talk to you guys so fun. I know. I, I know. like, we speak the same language. <laughs> um, totally. Thank you. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you. I can't wait to, to, uh, to listen back to all this. It's going to be great. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. I know Take the whole time. Deep breath. Deep breath. The whole time she was talking, like kind of off the mic, I was like, and "Did you see me? I was completely off here." Like, I know I kept because I was super conscious of my breath, and I was too. like, "Am I breathing hot air into this mic right now?" I was. Well, I just kept noticing that my breath was so shallow. Yeah, and no, like when I get anxious, and I wasn't anxious really, but like, I because I run anxious a lot of the time. I notice like I don't think I've breathed enough oxygen today. Like I can't. Like it's like I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Can't get enough. Well, I hope our listeners, too, when you guys are listening, are like, take a deep (sighs) breath, you guys. Yeah. And I I do want to incorporate the morning, a little bit of consciously checking in and a little consciously just doing a a four, four, four situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then beginning my day and seeing seeing how um, things go for me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm going to yeah. try it, too. Well, we hope you guys learn more about breath work, how your breath affects your emotional well-being, and how to live an embodied life. And we are linking everything Steph is doing in our show notes if you want to check her out, if you're in London town, yeah. want to take a class, or do some of her virtual stuff as well. Next time we're in London, we should go. Oh my God. One of her totally. I wish I told her that we, we love to visit. Yeah. Um, we talked about Liverpool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, so now let's circle back on the... The drink. Yes. True Nepal. N-O-P-A-L. Yeah. Prickly pear, cactus water, and lime. Mm. Oh, first of all, let's talk about the hottie. The hottie? I can't say her last name, so you're going to have to. I believe it's Giselle Bunch- Bunchin? 
Bunchin. I'm Bunch. gonna say Giselle. You guys, we know. You know, it's one. Giselle. There's only one and only. Here's, it's just Giselle. And I we picked her because we feel like she's super mindful about her everything. Everything she does, everything yeah. she consumes. Yeah. Is mindful. Yes. Mind, and body, spirit. She's very, she's very spiritual girly. She's a witch. Did you know that? She's a witch. Oh, she is? Yeah. I love that for her. I love that for her. A lot of people were, um, you know, after Tom Brady did her scandalous and then he started looking real bad. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, mm, that that's that witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, that's what happens when you leave a witch. You, things start to go bad for oh, you. Oh, wow. Not that, she, not that she was cursing him, but that she was basically his like lucky token. Right. And now that she's, now that he done fucked that up. Wow. She was like, did he on cheat you? on her? No, he basically, um, oh, she he was like, he wouldn't quit. Yeah, Football. she was like, I'm going to, like, give up my life to raise our family, but, like, you have to retire at some point to, like, be with us. <laughs> and he was like, definitely. And then two months later, he's like, psych. <laughs> I'm not. She was like, I wasn't playing around. Right. So she's like, okay, well, then bye. Yeah, that's my whole thing with ultimatums. Like, if you give them, you have to deliver. And I feel like she really did deliver on it. She was yeah. like, this is the ultimatum. I'm going to leave. She's the number one model in the entire world and was like, I'm going to raise a family for us. And then he was like, mm, never mind. I don't want to do it. Ooh. But then did you she's back on magazine. She's like, she's back in her she's number a one moment. number one era. Okay, well, her. one to Giselle. Uh, let me take another sip. Me too. It's very plain. It's like blunt. I'm gonna give it like a two, a one and a half. I was gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a two. Two, two and, and a half, half out of Giselle. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> Alright, you guys, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and it's the first of its kind, a brand new game just for you guys. It is soapbox, pop but now pop off. Pop off. Get into it. Get into it. Natalie, you said you've been stewing about something. Ugh, I've been stewing about this. So there's a new trend right now mm -hmm. that really grinds your gears. Really grinds my gears. I find it to be uh, ethically oh very questionable. Okay, morally maybe, and that is there's a new trend of fitness influencers and fitness. There's uh, new companies mm -hmm. that are using CGMs, which are continuous glucose monitors, for health purposes. <gasps> I've seen those. Uh-huh. I've seen those. Yes. Yeah. So basically what a CGM is, is you wear it and it tells you what your blood sugar is all throughout the day. And it's meant for diabetics. Mm -hmm. And they're not accessible to diabetics. Of course. But these companies now have come out with them. And like weight loss for like weight, yeah, or like, oh, you know, I don't even, it's such a gimmick. But I actually DM'd one of them and I was like, so, um, oh, I popped off on them. I said, so I'm just curious here, what, because it's, they're giving them for like $20, but you also have to like sign up for their app and it's like a subscription. But the app and the subscription is less than you would pay as a diabetic to buy one. Like, out of pocket. Ah. So I was like, so what's the situation for diabetics? Like, can they use your service? Mm -hmm. And they said, no. 
if you have diabetes, you are not allowed. It's too too big of a liability for us. So it's not accurate, essentially. No, they're just saying basically, like, since we're not trained medical professionals, it's too big of like an insurance liability to actually give it to people that need it. I think it's that, and I also think it's probably not very accurate. Well, no, they're using like the actual. They're using the right. They're stuff. Re- they're using the right stuff, but they are not. They we're will not refuse to give it to you. And I said, do you realize that there are children that die because they don't get access to this? And they had all these excuses. And I said, well, you know, you're just going to have to live with these moral choices that I find to be very questionable. Good for you, Natalie. And then the other day, I saw a lady who had one on her arm. And I almost thought to, I kind of wanted to just to, because I don't think she's, I don't think she has type one. I've seen her before. And... I kind of want to be like, oh, my God, is that the new Dexcom? Is that Nick Jonas? Uh, oh, that he just put on the Super Bowl? Because I know for a fact she would have no idea what I was talking about. And then I'd be like, you know, because you have diabetes. because you're, And then have to have her look me in the face and say that she's wearing it for fitness reasons. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That's crazy. I have been seeing those. Ad- I get ad- you know, ads for them, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. It really makes no sense. Because I'm on type 1 TikTok. Right. She's on type 1 TikTok. Because they think I, cause I love watching sight changes. changes. Oh, my God. They're so fun. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I was like, I was doing a sight change. And I was like, should I record this for Corinne? I love watching them. I love a sight so change. Now TikTok thinks I have type 1 diabetes. Yeah. Well, TikTok um, doesn't think I have type <laughs> 1 diabetes, even though I do. But they, I do get the ads on Instagram a lot. Of these different yeah, companies. Yeah, I think they're just blasting because I get them. Well, I'm on type 1. So yeah. I, don't know. I, I think they're, they're blasting them all over the are, place. They are, they are. So, um, yeah. I'm popping off about that. I think it's fucked up. That's a fair pop-off. That's a fair yeah. pop-off. Mm-hmm. My pop-off is not really a pop-off. It's more of a revelation I've had. And it it's is the same as I am thinking right now it's not i don't think so okay and i think and it i feel bad because this is one of the foundations of our friendship that i'm (gasps) abandoning oh then it is it might be if it's not i will say what i'm thinking okay i have to turn my back on true crime oh i thought you were gonna say something else but i think that's fair i've i've come to the revelation that i mean and it's not a surprising pop-off it's terrible for my mental health. Yeah. And I'm someone who does not have self-control. I, if I, if a case, I'm down the rabbit hole, I'm on Reddit, yeah. I know every, and then, the, and then I think the Idaho murders happened and I thought, I can't do this Yeah, anymore. I'm deep in, I'm deep on the Idaho murders. Brian Koberger, why do I know that that dude has body image issues? Why right. would I know that? Right, right. And I'm explaining it to Joe. I was explaining, this is what happened. I explained it to Joe and he goes, and I'm going, you know, and then he worked at this restaurant. Blah, blah, and he goes, why do you know this? I go, huh, huh. Oh, I don't know. I've spent hours and hours and hours. And then he's like, and then I'm like, and now I'm scared to go to sleep. Uh-huh. You know what I think And I it just, is? just like, I, ca- I can't do it. I can't do it. So now on TikTok, if I get anything true crime, anything. Swipe. Not interested. Oh, not interested. Not interested. Yeah. And like, even there was an update on um, one of the documentaries I watched, the woman who killed her two children, uh, and the blonde lady. That, um, the great, I mean, there's so many. Not Papini. 
not Pavina, the woman who killed her two children. She was a pretty blonde woman. She killed her ex-husband. And remember, I missed this. No, 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 not, you know her. Anyways, there's an update on this case. Remember, her kids were missing for months before she reported them missing. I don't think I know this one. It's a, there's a documentary. Is anyway, it from a long time? No, ago? it's recent. It's happening right now. Oh. The update wh- I saw for two seconds on TikTok was that it's finally going to trial, and that she had she had buried their bodies in their in her backyard. Oh. Normal looking lady. Uh, I mean, I feel like so many of these so many. ladies Anyways, do this. I saw that today. Uninterested. Uninterested. Anything Idaho? Uninterested. And I'm like, I am interested, but I'm like, yeah. this is not good for my mental health. Yeah. You know what I think it is? Because I w- when I found myself being very very into um, the Idaho yeah. murders and like I'm watching trying... 3D renderings of the house. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like getting every single update on law and crime YouTube. Like I'm f- deep down and I'm like, I think it's because in a way you feel like you're protecting yourself. When you have anxiety, it's like, oh, if I can like figure out this guy and like why he's so fucked up and like what's going on, you know, then, like, I'm protecting myself, you no, know? No, and I also think that's why women like true crime because, you know, we're, like, you know, when you think of, uh, oh, it's like an ID channel, it's all women who yeah. watch it. It's because they're like, oh, shit, if I know how this man murdered this woman, right. I can protect myself. Right. And in some ways, I think that is true. Totally. It's just finding the boundary of, like, I, how far. I don't have it. Right, right. I, I think I actually have found a good Except for the Idaho thing, I'm fully the Idaho The Idaho thing was like the final straw. I was like, this is so horrific. I kind of stopped consuming it. Yeah, yeah. And I think now also the, because there's so many unanswered. Just like, what? And the trial's until June now, so I was like, there is nothing new that's coming out between now and June. It's all going to be repeats. Yeah. It's all going to be theories. And I'm yeah. like, it may be in June. I'll check back in. Oh, I'm going to be fully on the jury on that trial. Well, on the jury on on YouTube. On YouTube. Meaning yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If it's televised, I will be there every single every single day. Yeah. <laughs> As I have done with other trials. Oh, but I thought you were going to say? Yeah. Abandoning Chris Evans. Why? Cuz he has a girlfriend? Not because he has a girlfriend. Because he has a 25-year-old girlfriend. Oh, who cares? Uh, it's really turned me off. We're tw- we're uh, we're only 4 years older. There's something about that she's 25 and he's like 43 and she looks really young. She does look young. Where I'm like, I don't know why that has thrown. I'm no. like, Chris. No, 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 no. I, I feel like to each his own. She's 18 years old. Women mature faster than men. So she's really 35. Let's be honest. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I guess my main concern is I'm hoping that we don't have another situation where like he only dates a Leo situation? Yeah. With the 19-year-old. I'm like, we can't be doing 50, 55 and 19 or whatever. We can't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Tui-chaison. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, give it a review. We'd love you for it. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.